It's a Midsummer Night's Wet Dreamy radio show on a bonobo peace-through pleasure train rolling through the tunnel of love for a June honeymoon all aboard FDR with me, your love doctor, your mother confessor, and my darling, Captain Max. Hello, Captain Max. Hi, baby girl. Hey, we had a little June honeymoon this morning, didn't we? Sure did. I woke <laughs> up to some fun stuff. Fun stuff. Hey, that's the mood for summer love. Hopefully it will be a bonobo summer of love, though, I don't know, it's kind of a crazy time, huh? Uh, very crazy. They're, everybody's nuts. Mm. Yeah, nuts. Some, some people have nuts, but... That, People are nuts. Yes, yes, indeed. And we welcome the nuts and the bolts and the chipmunks and the squirrels and the bonobos and the humans. You can be any one of those and join us here if you'd like to talk about what's on your mind. We sort of have an open-ended discussion tonight. This is FDR, which stands for... Fuck de rich, as well as Franklin Delano Roosevelt. But actually, eat the rich is a big hashtag this week, I have noticed. And maybe it has something to do with those orca attacks. Because they have not eaten any rich people just yet. At least not in the latest attacks. But they've got some sharp teeth. And they're big. They are all for the size queens when it comes to fish. And they appear to be eating the rich people's yachts. Very delicious boats, I guess. Yes, yes. I think, uh, and they're trying to figure out whether they're mad or whether they're playing. But orcas are very smart. Yes. Extremely smart. In the dolphin family. Yeah, and they teach each other things. And so... I guess there's there's this one uh, one female dominant female who uh, apparently had some kind of interaction with one of these boats. Yes. And has told all the other orcas. It's fun. <laughs> Just ram up against a boat. Yeah. You know, rip off their rudders, chew on them. Knock one of them off there, and then we can all share a good meal. And of course, being an ecosexual, I just keep thinking they're trying to teach the yachts a lesson that they're polluting their waterways. And maybe they are. Maybe they're pissed off that there's all this gunk coming out of these yachts. Well, that's some, what some of the experts are saying, about, and other experts are saying that they may be playing, but of course they're big. And they are very playful. <laughs> and they're very playful. Because <laughs> they're dolphins, but they're also killer whales. Right, they call them killer whales. So, And they got some teeth there, like oh, jaws. Yeah. Jaws. You know? And they're black and white like pandas. Yeah. And yet they have a certain bonobo quality. I mean, they're not that peaceful like bonobos. I'm not sure about their sex life, but I do know that the males are mama's boys. And they just love their mama. And any alpha male loses his status when his mama dies. So what is with this female dominant one that seems to lead this? Exactly. She's leading it. Yeah. 
the females know where it's at. It's just like the bonobo females kind of lead their tribes. Interesting. It's very, very really? compelling, these orca attacks. Eat the rich, brothers and sisters. And yes, there have been various mishaps at sea for the rich, not all caused by orcas these days, such as the Titan. What is it called? Not a submarine, a submersible. Submersible. Right. Submergible. Something like that. Talk about eating the rich. Well, this was a little submarine-like thing, but much smaller and less safe, that basically ate five rich guys. I I mean, I kind of feel bad for them, especially the 18-year-old who went down there just to please his titanic-obsessed dad. But honestly, it just seems like they're asking for it, especially since they named the thing Ocean Gate. I mean, there's Watergate, there's Gamergate. These are not good things. Heaven's Gate. And now there's Ocean Gate, or maybe they have to call it Ocean Gate Gate. Ocean Gate. The the name of it is Ocean Gate. Yeah, Ocean Gate. As if they knew it was going to be a horrible scandal. Well, I mean, basically, he built this thing, by the way, in six weeks. They were on a schedule, and he's built it with the material, basically, that they use for airplanes. I forget what they call it. Oh, I thought he built what they usually use for tin cans. (laughs) You wish they were tin cans. It seems (laughs) like it. Like more reinforced plastic. (laughs) And going all the way down there. Oh, my goddess. That is insane. It is just... But it also tells Sad. me, yeah, we're all watching these rich dying in this tin can. Uh, and meanwhile, there was this boat full of refugees that capsized and right. like 500 refugees died. Died. Nobody. Did anything. Did anything. Horrible. Everyone was searching for these rich dudes, eat yeah. the rich. They were already eaten. We which didn't know that until later, but the thing imploded. Which cost millions and millions and millions and millions yeah. of dolados. Yes, indeed. Dolore. <laughs> so, hey, it's summertime, and there is a tendency to want to kind of jump in the water, and I love to be in the water in the summer. But, hey, just be careful of the orcas and Ocean Gate. Don't jump into any submersibles going down deep. Somebody said, I wouldn't even put that thing in the deep end of my pool. (laughs) I know. Oh, God. It's terrible to make jokes about people's death, but it was asking for it, I tell you. And interestingly, the guy that made the thing was married to a woman who was a great-granddaughter of people that died on the Titanic. On the Titanic. And they were the Strausses. The Strausses, which is a very dear old friend of mine. Right, Jonathan Strauss. Jonathan Strauss. Was uh, one of your cohorts uh, back uh, in the uh, L.A. Way, Star days. Right, way back when. and uh, Love friend, magazine. Love uh, all of that. And uh, he used to own, uh, if you're from New York, uh, he used to own... Uh, a very uh, well-known jewelry shop because he didn't go into the Macy business that was called Nemesis. Yes. Nemesis. And, uh, yeah, speaking of that, I have one of his beautiful belt buckles. Yes, which uh, is now on sale. Which is now on sale. At Dr. Block's Pleasure Shop. Now, if you happen to be rich (laughs) 
and would like to have this in your collection, uh, you certainly can. You can call the office uh, or you can go to our pleasure shop and order it. Uh, it is uh, rather expensive. <laughs> it's twelve hundred dollars, so you know. Well, it's worth it. It's handmade oh, and it's a beautiful yeah. dick. And it has not a, so big, it's though, because it's only a. Oh no! Yeah, right. It's a. Right, that's what it is. That's what it is, with balls and everything. But it's not that big, because it's just a belt buckle, and you don't want to have a big dick on your puppet there. Right, and the only other one that has a belt buckle like that uh, is uh, Captain Didi uh, from uh, the Adult Correctional Institute in Rhode Island. Is that right? Because when I was arrested, I was wearing that belt. And he liked it. And he liked it. And uh, and so did all the other inmates. Uh. <laughs> and he said, I, I, I could keep that for you. Well, actually, I said Forever. to him. Forever. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I said to him, could you keep this for me? And he said, you know, Max, you're not bribing me, are you? Ooh. I said, oh, absolutely not. I just want to save this dick belt by yeah. my friend. And uh, so he took it and uh, I never saw it again. So I wonder if he passed it on to his progeny. Probably. I've been thinking about calling ACI in Rhode Island and finding out where uh, Captain Dee Dee... Put your dick belt. <laughs> put my dick belt. Belt buckle. Do you know how many years yeah. ago that was? Oh, my well, God. Yeah, he might. I, I'm sure some people like old dicks. Uh, I'm sure he didn't throw yeah. it away. So Right, right, right. Maybe I can get it back, get my dick back, my dick belt buckle. I mean, yes, exactly. Yeah. You got your dick going. At least it was going this morning. Woo-hoo. Well, uh, Summer sex, a midsummer morning's wet dream, well, baby. Well, my thing could use a cane, though. Well, <laughs> we've got some canes. Move, move along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you need to put a cast on your dick or whatever. You got to do whatever you can to... Keep it healthy, and we try to keep you healthy and help you to enjoy some hot summer sex and love. We hope it's a bonobo summer of love, but I don't know. It seems like a bonobo summer of craziness and hopefully not a summer of hate like it was last summer. And it seems like the last few summers. But we're still rooting for a bonobo summer of love and a Midsummer Night's honeymoon, warm, sweet. You know what they would drink on the honeymoon is mead. Why? In June. It's a time of honeymoon, the All Midsummer right. Night's Dream, Shakespeare. Mead, M-E-A-D, like a kind of beer. Oh, 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 yeah, right, right, right. Mead. Not Rosemead, that's just that's a town. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Mead. <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. So what's on your mind? What's in your heart? What's between your legs? legs. Put yourself into the caller area. If you want to talk, you can also post some comments. Bert Sesame says, the Ocean Gate submersible was super crazy. He built that thing with parts from Radio Shack. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He was trying to cut some corners. And people were saying that he was too woke. Well, no. He hired some minorities because he wanted to cut corners. And he didn't want to hire the, as they say, quote unquote, old white guys that have experience with this because they cost too much. 
Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that little factoid. That's a little right factoid. There. And yeah, he yeah. definitely donated to the Republican Party. Oh, he was a Republican, of course. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who else would uh, want to do and that? And I, I understand there's already these uh, th- uh, uh, theories that it never happened. Oh, right. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yes, that it was all... all a mirage, that it was all a fantasy, something built up by the media. And you know what? The media builds things up so much, you almost can believe that they might have created that. After all, what happens right after they find out that this little tin can underwater imploded? We go a few hours where we can sort of have some fun, look at some porn, you know, do our thing. And then suddenly there's a Russian revolution. (laughs) And I'm celebrating because it seemed like a bonobo revolution. I mean, I know the guy in charge, that Wagner guy, what is his name? Perog, it's like Perogi, but Prigozhin. Anyway, he's... As violent as Putin, maybe more violent. He leads a band of guys that were released from prison on violent crimes if they would fight in the war. So he had some legitimate beefs that the chain of command was really screwed up. And yet he had no problem with slaughtering Ukrainians. He just didn't like that some of his guys were getting slaughtered by accident almost. Right. Yeah, sort of or a, by a, neglect. Yeah. But the great thing is that in uh, Ukraine, there's a lot of uh, Russian-speaking people who are relatives of people who are in Russia. Yes. And so the Russians are killing their own relatives. Well, then there's that. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, he decided to turn back because he said he didn't want to be part of killing fellow Russians. Right. But yes, uh, you know, when you're killing Ukrainians, you're already killing Russians. your cousins. Your cousins right? But in any case, when we went to bed last night and when we had our midsummer morning's wet reality, when, when we then. thought that Putin would be, you know, kind of pushed out. This guy seems so tough and yet People were like stepping aside for him. Nobody mm-hmm. was in his way. Nobody was shooting him. And it just seemed almost like a bloodless revolution. And it was fascinating. Kept me on the internet for about an hour. Man, I, I can't take it. I had to have a piece of chocolate. Oh, just okay, now. yeah. Well, I this can is see all that. getting me nervous. Mm, <laughs> let's hear you slurp it down. Mm, yummy. Yum, anyway, yum. I. Yeah, woke up late today and sort of expected, hey, I wonder who's in charge of Russia now. Well, it's still Putin. And this dude, the Wagner Group, by the way, he's named after the German composer who composer. was kind of a Nazi. Yes. Or beloved by the Nazis anyway. Maybe he wasn't. Yeah, and supported by the Lopkowitzes. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and so this guy, Perogin, apparently he is off to Belarus. For yes. a vacation, where he's gonna, you know, probably get an apartment on the tenth floor and maybe wind up on the beach ah. without an elevator. Just well, they often fall out windows there. That's a pretty rough situation. I thought he was gonna really go for it, but how okay. wrong I was. My point being, did the media make all that up? I don't think so, but still. It seemed like it. It was over so quickly. It was so dramatic. 
and yet nobody was killed. I thought it was a movie from Hollywood almost. Yes. It seemed like a wag the dog type yeah. of movie, right. almost like a comedy right. with this guy like looking like a typical Russian lunatic going <laughs> off on Putin and Putin his face is frozen from all the plastic surgery and Botox. So he's like, This is a traitor. He will be neutralized. Well, they sent him to Belarus. I don't know. He got neutralized. I think. Is he neutralized? I, I don't guess know. he will be. I'm not sure. But anyway, here we are on FDR. Plumpy Chunks. Plumpy Chunks. That's an interesting name. Just don't harm all the hot babes. Okay. Uh, no. I, I don't know who he's talking to exactly. I, myself, would never harm hot babes. I would uh, I would harm barely harm them in self-defense even if they attacked me, but certainly not in any other case. Oh, I, if so Pam attacked me, no I would... No worries. I would surrender if Pam attacked well, me. Well, yeah, a certain kind or, of attack. Or any of these people attacked me. Right. I surrender. I surrender. Yes. Hi, Pam. Hi, Pam. Oh. Hi, Leanne. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hi, Adriana. Pam and Leanne are there. Hi, y'all. Adriana says, the 19-year-old didn't even want to go on the trip. Right. He <laughs> was like, oh, I don't want to go down there in a tin can. And Dad says, oh, you must come down and be a man. Well, I don't know what he said, but he was a That's what he fan said. of the Titanic. You should be and an explorer. And the poor kid goes down. Sometimes it's okay to say no to your parents. Absolutely. <laughs> well, if your parents are often crazy, actually. Yeah, if they want to take you in a tin can under the ocean, you say, no, Dad. I love you. I love Mom. I'll wave goodbye. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you <laughs> as you go Now, the down. other kid, he was the other extreme. He did. Not only did he not go, once he hears Dad is lost at sea, he, he goes off to a concert. There you go. Right? All right. And he has himself a good time. And he said, I did it because I was stressed. I can, you know, I can imagine. I mean, really. I don't think I would go to a concert. Well, I, well I've never been to a concert myself. Because I've never I, been to a concert. I have never been well, to a... Well, I guess a, by the time we got married, I was done with my concert going yeah, days. I have never been to a concert with all those people and all the stunky stuff. And, I love concerts. And, I used to, anyway. Communal ecstasy. Okay, let's say hi to Bert. Hello, Bert. Hi, Bert. Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, well, we're trying to have a bonobo summer of love, but we keep sinking into the ocean. Into the oceans and revolutions. That, yeah, that whole submersible thing. What's insane is the design of that submersible. Um, it had one single point of failure. The controls were... It was controlled... They hooked it up to be controlled by a Nintendo controller or a Sony. Oh yeah, right, like a gamer thing. And and it had a touchscreen controller, so you had one point of failure. It's connected by a Bluetooth. So I mean, you know, I mean, imagine when you're driving and your Bluetooth goes wonk all wonky, and imagine that at the bottom of the fucking ocean, you know. And so they had no manual controls whatsoever, no analog backups. Nothing. Everything is run off of essentially one computer, and that's it. And you're just they're so the design was so bad that um a, a few months ago they invited some other marine biologist type, and he was all excited to go. He there's an article on it. He wrote an yeah. article about it, and then he took one look at the thing and said, yeah. "Fuck no! There's no way I'm getting in that thing." 
It's and he said he saw parts from Radio Shack in there, <laughs> and he's like, you can't. And he told them, you can't take this down there. You know, this thing is a death trap. Yeah. And of course, you know, the ego was involved, and they're like, oh well, you know, we've already been down there. I don't know, ten or twenty times or whatever. And um, it was really. When you look at the design of that thing, it's just so bad. Well, apparently, it's, it's, apparently, there's a couple of them because this one that just went down was built in six weeks on a time uh, time schedule because these people paid money and the thing had to be ready in order to go down and into the ocean. The other thing that you had to do is you had to sit for hours with your legs crossed. Yeah, you, and freezing. You toilet too so they built that in six weeks holy shit yeah six weeks that's Uh, and that's beyond insane yeah suicidal it's suicidal and the guy uh, the ceo also went down with this thing that's why it's connected heaven's gate they were all committing suicide right yeah i guess when you name your thing a gate you are going through the pearly gates (laughs) unless it's gatorade i don't know i hate gatorade i think i would go through the pearly gates if i ate a whole thing of gatorade oh no i was gonna say the other thing they had with the submersible was you had to sign all these forms that that clearly state this thing has not been certified no agency will certify it and you could die you're talking about all the I mean it's one thing to say something's dangerous it's another thing to say oh yeah this thing has not been certified by anybody every agency refuses to certify this thing that's that's the beyond crazy point I mean it's it's one thing if it was certified it's another thing to say oh yeah we built this thing in our garage and it's not certified at all trust us trust me bro you know so this is why we named our show fuck the rich and this is why you know you can't trust rich people they just don't have enough people saying no to them. Well, they're 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 seduced by their the they're, wealth and you and know, their luck. And they yeah. think they're lucky, right? And lucky. they have been, but your luck runs out at a certain point. Oh, and oh, and they also signed a waiver, just like when you go to the hospital for an operation, when you get a shot, you could drop dead. Ooh. And they had a waiver. The insurance company now is defending, saying, well, they signed waivers. But the, the problem is the lawyers are saying, no, 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 you can't, you can't give up your life or your, or your rights by signing any waiver. So uh, the, the CEO is gone, but I don't know who's left over there. Uh, but I'd, I'd get out of town. So <laughs> bringing it back to sex, part of this is because there's a certain kind of a guy, and maybe they're females like this too, who wants to like penetrate something that is impenetrable. And in this case, it was taking this little submersible, which reminded me of the kind of stubby little rocket ship that, was it Elon or I think it was uh, Jeff Bezos sent up into the sky. This little dick kind of thing of course it's gigantic but it kind of looks little because it's kind of stubby looking sort of yeah. like trump's mushroom that stormy daniels described <laughs> anyway you try to get it to penetrate something that is impenetrable in this case the ocean and the titanic wreck you know the titanic is like this waiting female body that cannot be penetrated that you're going to penetrate for adventure well sorry but this is the skilla and sharibdis of modern times and it will eat you up 
So this should be a lesson to some of us that we need to live in harmony with the earth and the oceans and not try to penetrate and destroy so much. And it would, I don't know if you remember the, the Pinto cars, right? That if somebody hit you in the back, they blew up because the gas tank was right at the rear end. So if somebody rear-ended you, the whole thing went up in flames. So, uh, and another thing, you know the Titanic that I have in my room? Oh, right. Yeah, so I bought this, I'm, I have these models that, of ships and uh, one of them is the Titanic. And so uh, I bought this and I bought it at a very deep discount because it's like a $450, it was at the time, a $450 model, uh, of course, made in China. <laughs> a beautiful model. And um, the guy says, well, I'm going to sell it to you for $50 because on its way here to America, the container that it was in flooded and so all my Titanic models are all wet and ruined. <laughs> right, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so stay away from the f fucking Titanic, would you? <laughs> Cut the Pentagon is saying warmongers in the Western corporate media had a boner for sure last night when the news about Russia broke, but they weren't able to have an orgasm. <laughs> now, I agree with you, cut the Pentagon, but I will say I am not a warmonger at all. I just want this war to end. And because I didn't know a whole lot about this dude and the Wagner group, and because of the way the media was basically delivering it like it was a Midsummer Night's Wet Dream, I got excited. I thought, oh, maybe the war will be over. Maybe he really thinks this is a loser war, which it is, and it'll stop. But no, it didn't stop. I didn't get to have an orgasm from that, although I did have one this morning yeah. from something else. Oh, you're making would... my face turn red. Oh, I'm so fire engine red. Mm. I, I think for for me the scary thing about the whole Putin thing is is um and, and I I apologize for not being as familiar with the war because I I don't like watching war anymore, but it feels like like Putin can't lose and there's no way for him to lose and save face at all. It right. feels like right like, and, and that I feel like that's the problem. Like there's there's no if there's is there a way for Putin to stop the war and save face. Yeah, and declare victory no, and stop. There is a way to do it, and you do it, and a lot of people would say, oh, well, he really lost. But if you do it with a facha tosta... Yeah, and learn from Trump. Yes, just, exactly. You just say, we won, we won <laughs> we and won. we're done, and they can keep all the land. <laughs> right, because we won. So we got what we wanted, and that was it. You know, the problem is he's trying to win, and he's not winning. And, of course, then there's the other side, which are not angels. NATO and our great American always uh, fighting wars everywhere. We're exacerbating things. It's not a situation with any heroes at all. Not even the guy who wears high heels. But... At the same time, I have more sympathy for the guy who wears high heels and Ukraine in general. Mm, I got to say, it's my ancestors are from Ukraine and losers doing a Loser, movie there. Yeah. And also, they were attacked 
but at the same time i think you got to go to the peace table maybe china can help and allow no one to feel like a loser because we got to end this thing you know when you're on the playground you can't just kill the bully you have to kind of entice the bully away with a candy bar there you have it so he can do it he just doesn't want to he's pig-headed he looks like a little pig yeah no offense to his looks Uh, i mean they all look horrible they all look stressed (laughs) (laughs) bert we'll talk to you soon have a, a good evening. Keep listening. Tell your friends about us. Uh, you know, don't be embarrassed. We're, we're, we're pretty cool people. Right? Embarrassed? Well, well I, I don't know because we It's not like he's getting therapy. I, I know, but we don't talk like other people. You know, we make fun and we laugh. And a lot of people make fun and laugh. Not like us. But we do this kind of unique combination of the erotic, the comic, and... Sex, uh, fun, wisdom. Iconic. Iconic, yeah. And And the serious. We like to look at history. And we like to look at politics in the moment, even though it's changing every moment. Moment. (laughs) Gosh, I'm glad I wasn't doing a show in the middle of this so-called revolution because I would have been cheering on this jerk because I didn't know who he was. I just thought, yeah, he's saying we got to stop the war. He wasn't really saying that. He was just saying, I need my supplies to come in more reliably. So, anyway, what I want to say is R.I.P. Daniel Ellsberg because he passed away kind of recently. I don't know if it happened around a show, but anyway, it was kind of recent. And since we're talking about war, I mean, he is the ultimate anti-war activist. And in fact, he started out in his adult life as the ultimate warmonger. He was uh, building nukes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was in the War Department, which was already being called defense. But he really uh, got enlightened and saw the horrors of war, and especially of the nuclear bombs that he was helping to develop. And so he was like, one of the original whistleblowers in modern history and he released the Pentagon Papers and that was very instrumental in stopping the war in Vietnam. He's a big hero of mine and of a lot of people's because of the Pentagon Papers but actually in some ways he had even more to say about the danger of nuclear war and nuclear weapons and just nukes in general and he wrote a book called the doomsday machine which was a play on the term that was used in dr strangelove stanley kubrick's movie i'm going to talk in a minute about another stanley kubrick movie a sexier one eyes wide shut and it has something to do with hunter biden and his big dick but i'll tell you about that later Back to the other Stanley Kubrick movie, which is Dr. Strangelove, which, of course, is a crazy comic movie. And yet, Daniel Ellsberg is said to have walked out of that movie and said, I think I just watched a documentary. Because he was involved in all of this building of 
bombs and the planning of nuking China, the planning of nuking Vietnam, the planning of nuking Russia. They had plans to nuke all uh, kinds of countries people, yes. and they almost did and they were really chastened by the fact that he released the pentagon papers and that they knew he had the nuke papers too and that he would release them and so they kind of pulled back although what he says is that tricky dick the main reason that he stopped the war in vietnam he says it wasn't the Pentagon Papers. He says it was because of the protests, because millions of people in the United States Protest. protested that war. And he was moved by that, Tricky Dick was, unlike some other presidents right. <laughs> yes. who have not been moved by the protests. I mean, there were bigger protests around the world against the Iraq war before it even started. And did W pay any attention? Not at all. Not at all. He was unmoved. At least Tricky Dick, for all his horrorness, he was moved by the protesters. At least he cared enough about his own reputation to stop the war, I guess. Or maybe Kissinger put a gun to his head. This war machine is very expensive. And I was just reading, now there's, finally I think they're waking up, that a garbage can, okay, yeah. for some boat or something cost $51,000 for a garbage can and for a little pipe that you can get at Home Depot which is not authorized by the military that little pipe is $14,000 and it's about as long as an eel Right, it's because all of these We're being robbed. War, profiteers war profiteers have got us by the cajones because they've got our politicians, our congresspeople, our senators by their cajones and they're in their pockets. They give them money and because of Citizens United passed by the Supreme Court in 2010, these politicians all need to be hookers to the rich and the richest are the war profiteers and a huge portion of these uh, war guys that make these uh, 51,000 I, I gotta do that I'm gonna make some uh, garbage cans no, no, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think you'll get as much money uh, don't pay taxes well you know what they're was a guy who interestingly connected to Daniel Ellsberg. He was a draft dodger who stood up in Haverford College, which was near where I grew up. And he maybe burned his draft card or something like that. And he said, I am proud that I am going to go to jail because I will not serve in this war. And I'm going to join my fellow war resistors in jail. And Daniel Ellsberg watched this. And he was already kind of, I guess, on the fence. Because he worked for the Rand Corporation. Yeah. He worked in the Pentagon. And he said that he had to go into the men's room and get on the floor and cry for like an hour. He was so moved by this guy, he realized that your life can have meaning and you can 
go against war and that is the way to give your life the most meaning in this day and age where war is threatening to destroy us all and is already destroying so many so mars fx saw that movie about daniel ellsberg yep my hero yes he was a great hero and it's just too bad henry kessinger outlived him he's probably drinking that blood that all the crackpots and talk pissing about. in the hallways yeah. of his condo oh that's what he's doing oh yeah kissinger kissinger yeah. pissing in the hall yeah mm, and he couldn't hold his right. thing well or maybe he's into golden showers well, maybe he's into who the heck no heck knows yes <laughs> cut the pentagon says bush was moved more by the neocons in his administration I think he's saying more than the protesters. Cheney, Kagan, Bolton, Wolfowitz, Rumsfeld, Bill Kristol, from, and now they've all been rehabilitated by the MSNBC types. That's right. That's why I am a sexy lefty, but I am on the fence about the Democrats in terms of a lot of their policies, and certainly MSNBC. Although, yes, I also vote for the lesser of two evils when that comes around, but it's getting harder and harder to tell who is the lesser of two evils. Not so hard when Trump is running, or I must say, if DeSantis runs. No way I would vote for that guy. By the way, we have a new t-shirt, speaking of t-shirts, which we haven't spoken of, but speaking of t-shirts, our designer has uh, uh, produced a t-shirt that has the donkey and the elephant, right. and it says, don't feed the animals. <laughs> we love animals. <laughs> not those guys. But not those guys. Not the political ones, at least not the way they are. Obviously, politics is necessary in a society of humans, of even other non-human animals. Hey, there are bonobo politics. There really are. And that's why the females tend to be in charge. MILFs rule Bonoboville. And that's why they use sex to diffuse violent tension. And who knows, maybe... Putin and Prigozhin had a phone sex call, and that's why they're buddies now. But in any case, yes, the bonobos use sex to diffuse violent tension. We need to learn to practice peace through pleasure. Uh, it's complicated with humans, but it's definitely possible. Because let's put it this way. We elevate war, we elevate violence, we call it heroic, and yet we denigrate sex, and we call it prurient, we call it perverse. We call it names. Yes, so obviously you can see where our values lie, and the bonobo way is about valuing sex and love and connection and touch. And sharing. And sharing, absolutely. There's a little bit of socialism going on there. It's not like everybody's completely equal. There is a matriarch, an alpha female and an alpha male, but they don't get that much more than everybody else. Maybe they get first dibs on the food, but everybody Thank gets you. food. I just got a beer. You just got a beer, right. <laughs> so everybody gets beer here in Bonoboville. That's right, you got to share. And that's what the Bonobo way is all about. And I don't know if Daniel Ellsberg knew about bonobos, but he was a very loving guy. And we just miss him already. Bert just put our Don't Feed the Animals tank top into the comment area. So you can check that out. 
and buy it. Feed us animals. Yeah, we're two animals. <laughs> we're hungry for a little cash. Right. You got to see how it looks because it says don't feed the animals and then obviously shows you the donkey and the elephant of the Democratic and Republican Party. And by the way, I am very interested in Cornell West. I'm not saying I'm going to vote for him, but I do like to hear what he has to say. RFK, not so much, but I actually like to hear what he has to say about how his dad died and his uncle but less interested in his anti-vax malarkey. Anyway, Hunter Biden. Wow, he's been at it. I don't usually talk about him because he's of no interest, but he has had some shenanigans this week. And let's say what grabbed my attention was the news that he was a member of a very high-end sex club named S-N-C-T-M, which I guess is pronounced Sanctum. Sanctum? Sanctum. $75,000 a year to join. Yeah, well, he had some money. Yeah, I guess. Strong-armed the Chinese, (laughs) so he got himself some cash. And he was very horny, and he did some drugs. Listen, he reminds me in a way of Jimmy Carter's crazy brother, Billy Carter, who did the beer. But Hunter Biden's a little more crazy, maybe. And he had a gun, which I do not approve of, but he didn't use it, I don't think. And yes, he didn't pay his taxes. Now, I was starting to tell the story of the guy that inspired Daniel Ellsberg to go anti-war, the war resister who went to jail. And when he got out of jail, his wife and him refused to pay taxes and they said it was because so much of it goes to the war machine and so what happens they got their house confiscated yes yes that's why i stay poor not because of the war but i just stay right. poor as much you get as a house it. they can take it away right if you get then they take away your house and that's kind of fucked up of so, course, when you're like us, you could get evicted. You could get evicted. So there's always dangers. There's always major ah, dangers. Yeah, it's just a choice as to which dangers you want to submerse yourself into uh, in your submersible. <laughs> so they stopped paying taxes and they got their house confiscated and they didn't want to pay taxes. And I hear this from a lot of war resistors because so much of our taxes go to the war machine. And, you know, I'm all about eat the rich, tax the rich. Yes, I believe in it. But I don't like the fact that so much of our tax money goes to the war machine. And certainly not for garbage cans. Big garbage cans, (laughs) right. Very expensive, jewel-encrusted garbage cans. Just think, if we could make two garbage cans and sell them to the Pentagon at a discount, let's say 41000 that would be good. Right. Right. Anyway, this Sanctum Club that Hunter Biden was a member of was founded by this guy named Damon Lawner. I can say it because he outed himself the other day. And he modeled it on Stanley Kubrick's other great movie. I shouldn't say other because he's had a lot of great movies. Although I think my favorite would be Dr. Strangelove. But Eyes Wide Shut is really good, and I don't usually love Tom Cruise, 
Nicole Kidman a little more but in any case this movie is fascinating and kind of sexy a lot of people say it's not sexy but it is and yet it's very sinister and a lot of the kind of QAnon people get their cue that the rich are having some sort of illicit sex and also killing people and I mean yeah they are killing people but not in the sex act there's killing people at war for the most part maybe some of them do kill in the act of sex but the fact is that the rich are so highly invested all of them even if they're not directly in the war business they are war profiteers and so they are killing people and certainly by virtue of the fact that they keep their money or spend it on going down into the titanic they are (laughs) causing people to starve so they are killing people but people are fascinated by the idea of illicit and sinister sex and so eyes wide shut kind of plays with that idea and yet this guy damon lawner i hope they're not doing sinister sex but they are doing secret sex and so he was kicked out of sanctum himself because behavior Well, no. Oh, no. Well, okay, Hunter Biden was kicked out of Sanctum by Damon Lawner because apparently Hunter Biden, I don't know, he grabbed an ass or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, which is not good, but not as bad as shooting somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He did a little ass grab. But then the guy that outed him the other day, Damon Lawner, who actually founded Sanctum, he sold it for a million dollars and whoever owns it now just kicked out Damon Lawner because you can't out a member. And I get it. Hey, I don't out my therapy clients. So in a way, this is a form of group therapy. That's how I see it. Assuming they're not doing anything nefarious, it is a form of group therapy for the people who are involved. And honestly, I think if you're going to spend your money as a rich person, better you spend it on a sex club than going down in some submersible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're starting a sex club. We have done all the things that these sex clubs do and more. that are not nefarious. We have done all the good things, all the bonobo-esque things. We've done all the swinging and the BDSM and the group sex therapy. And waterboarding. And uh, erotic theater. <laughs> Well, the kind of waterboarding we do is we, fun. We, yeah, yeah, with, with our... With uh, agua, coco leaf liqueur. Yeah. We call it Bonoboville Communion with waterboarding. Mmm, it's very sexy. And the altar are naked titties. Yeah, yeah, baby. So we did some of that at my birthday a couple of weeks ago. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We had a nice birthday. If you want to go to the birthday party, where can they see it? Well, you can see some of it on Colin. But you can see all of it on drsusanblock.com slash birthday dash 2023. And you can see the whole birthday and it's not censored, a little bit edited, so you don't have the boring parts. And yet, you know, you get to see the whole bonoboville communion and And rihanna's boobies is that in bonoboville as well as some other boobies is that in and it's also in bonoboville okay it's also so if you're a member of bonoboville uh go to the lounge i guess and that's where you can see it and you can see it censored on facebook i have been disabled on facebook 
So, by the way, if you miss me, you should sign Rhiannon's petition to restore my Facebook and Instagram accounts because I have been censored wrongfully by Facebook and Instagram. So go to the petition. So we don't exactly have an orgy at my birthday, but I would call it a bacchanal. We have a great stripper pole performance, yeah, which I, is I, not exactly professional, but Dre does a very good job of spinning around. And actually, birthday boy Abe did a very nice spin. Mm. Right, he did. He spun he right around. Went around. And Mo did a spin, and yeah. Anna did a spin. Yeah. Well, she was standing, but she yeah. kind of and, walked and, around. And, and, and uh, Miguel grabbed her dress, and Miguel, and Miguel showed spin, his butt. And he showed his butt, and he says, please insert your, swipe your card. Right. <laughs> <laughs> swipe your credit card. I wonder if anybody did that. <laughs> and they're not here tonight, so uh, we have to cook. We're having lasagna tonight, Susie. Lasagna. Rich just Rich, put hello, himself. Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello, Captain Max. Hey, How Rich. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm here with uh, Dr. Susie. Well, I, I, uh, I had a chance to uh, take a look at the birthday celebration, and I have to say it was uh, it's an amazing recap to uh, everything that happened. Uh, I just wish I was there. Thank you. Well, you're almost there when you're watching it. Yeah, you're almost there when you're watching. You just can't reach into the screen. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not scratch and sniff right now. Can you tell me how the Bonoboville communion started and, 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 and what that is? Sure. The history of Bonoboville communion begins with a man named Chuck. Rhymes with fuck, the rich, which is the title of our show. But Chuck, he came to see us. Actually, we met him at that... What's what's the hotel? What's that name of that fancy hotel in West Hollywood? Uh, We met him at some fancy hotel in West Hollywood. And he is... At the bar when we were at an L.A. press club event. And he was just so friendly. And it turned out that he represents a bunch of liquors. He's he's a liquor distributor. Stores and different liquors. And first... He gave us Fernet Branca. He heard we did the show. Actually, he sent a friend to our foot fetish salon. Oh. At that time, we did foot fetish salons. And she had such a good time <laughs> that he said, oh, I got to help these guys out. I got to give them some liquor. So he gave us Fernet Branca, and we drank that for a while, just as a kind of a nice accompaniment and, to and, the show. And Fernet Branca uh, is an Italian drink that was invented by a woman who was made by, who created, created by a woman. To help ease menstrual cramps. That's correct, right. right. Yeah. So it's a Fernet Branca. bonobo drink for yeah. the ladies. So anyway, I guess he ran out of Fernet Branca or he wasn't representing them anymore. So he gave us a bunch of other drinks. He was always giving us different brands and then at a certain point he said i got a drink for you You. it was around 2005 or six or eight or i would say yeah like 2008 and he said here it is it's called agua coco leaf Leaf liqueur." liqueur and what you do is you do it like a body shot you got the salt and he gave us packets of salt 
which are a little chemically for me, but they come with salt and you can put them anywhere. But he said you put it on your wrist like you do for a typical PG body shot. Or Coke. Well, you could use that, but no, you wouldn't no, want to no, lick no, that. No, you would want to snort that. Yeah. This, you don't want to snort. And actually, first, it wasn't in packets. That's right. Yeah. It was in these little bottles that Miles. looked like Coke bottles. And that's why they changed them. Right, because yeah. it looked like you were Hunter Biden. I mean, it looked like you <laughs> had a Coke habit because we had these little bottles everywhere. And in fact, at oh, one yeah. point... We did a job interview with right. this woman right after a big show, and we had these little bottles everywhere. Some of them spilled, some of them full, and she freaked out, and she left. She was very well-dressed, and next thing you know, we're reported to the police. She went to the police and said, There's, I just went for a job interview, and they have Coke everywhere. It's on the floor. It's on the bar. And but none on our nose because we weren't nose. doing it through oh, our nose yeah. and so anyway it was kind of controversial the police left us alone that time because we'd already sued them and won One. so they didn't want to bother and with and they us. asked where did you see this coke right and she, <laughs> and she told said, them and at the Dr. Susan Block uh, Place Institute and the police said oh yeah forget about it we know that place. yeah we know that place They're we tried the to bust them <laughs> and they wound up suing us and winning so we don't want to go there now so we've had some success with the police they put it in packets but back to yes. bonoboville communion at that time we were doing a little bit on the wrist but we went wait a second you know you lick up this salt from the wrist it's kind of fun but wouldn't it be more fun to lick it up from someplace else? And so we tried different body parts. And really, you can lick it up from anywhere. But we kind of settled on the boobies. The you boobies. Know, yeah. Yes, the boobies seem to be an in, altar. It developed into a ritual. In particular, the nipple. Yeah. Of the boobies. Although it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It could be on the side. It could be. Or in the, in the, cen in the center of the canyon. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. But uh -huh. standard is the nipple somehow because you kind of lick it and then you suck it and oh then, God, yeah. ooh, ah. you have a mouthful of salt ooh. and titty. And so you want to drink. And then we developed the idea of waterboarding because you want to lean back against those titties and the altar person altar girl altar guy pours the lovely liquid down your throat and it's a form of deep throating nothing to do with the movie that we just moderated <laughs> but in a way a lot to do with it because it's fun and that's where we developed bonoboville communion and so we've been doing it with hundreds of boobies and a few pussies and dicks and butts and lots oh, of Oh, no, you don't want wrists. salt down there. Salt down where? No, don't put that salt down there, no. What, down in the pussy? Yeah. The pussy. Or the dick? Or the, you know, or, or him. him. Well, or I don't mean in the pussy. I mean kind of over it in the vulva area. See, when I say pussy, salt? I am yeah. involving the vulva and the vagina. So yes, the salt would go on the vulva. 
and it wouldn't and you'd lick it it's on the surface it's on the surface you're not inside inside and if you get a little salt inside it's not going to kill you it's not as bad as sugar actually my favorite was of course the shrimping the toe that was the best okay you want to tell about that one? Well, but that's not related to Bonoboville Communion. No, but it's related to us. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> we did this at the Foot Fetish Foot Salon. Fetish. You and I developed it. Yeah, you could try it at home. It's wonderful. Because shrimping is a phrase that is used for sucking the toes. And it's not something we invented. However, what we thought is why not really make it delicious and actually put shrimps Shrimp in between the, the toes, toes and pour a little cocktail sauce on the foot and then you just kind of slurp it all up. Yeah, but you put the liquor and you put the, uh, not the, uh, not the agua, uh, the tequila. Okay, that's a different thing. Oh, that's a different one. Yes, oh. you're mixing our rituals. That is a tequila toe shot. Oh, yes, that was my favorite. is like a margarita, yeah. and you put the salt on the foot, and then you drink the margarita. Yeah, but you eat the shrimp in between. Don't they have a the shrimp there? The shrimp, yeah, okay. You yeah. do whatever you want, honey. As long as I have an orgasm. I just like those little toes. I know. And girls. the little toes like you. The little lesbian girls all living in this shoe. One on the left side, they're lefties, and then the right side is the right wing of the, <laughs> of the Tonys. They all love you. I, I love your toes. So, Rich, does that give you a good explanation of okay. Bonoboville Communion and more? You also heard about tequila toe shots. Right. And... You heard about shrimping and Bonoboville Communion. Oh, well, this is a a topic that uh, I had to lower the radio for. (laughs) Why, you're doing it over there? I mean, you can do it to yourself, actually. Not the tequila toe shots unless you're very, very flexible. I wouldn't try licking my own feet. But, you know, you can certainly lick the salt off your own wrist. Or even off your own titty, if your titties are flexible. Probably not if you have fake titties. I don't think you can push them up that way. But you don't have to have big titties to no. kind of lick it up. I can do it. I so. can even do it. Yeah. Right. No, well, I just, I just signed the petition. Because oh, thank I you. That it's horrible that, you know, they can do whatever they want with your data. Yes, they can. They can take it. They can sell it. They can delete it. They can exploit it. They being big social media, corporate social media, which should be the public square, the commons, but instead it's owned by corporations with sexual problems, (laughs) erotophobia. What do you think about this Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Elon Musk uh, duel that uh, has presented itself? Oh... Silly shit. Um, Now all of a sudden the CEOs are overtaking the movie stars of Hollywood. We used to talk about all the movie stars of Hollywood. And the athletes. And the athletes. They think they're sportsmen. I mean, hey, you know, they're welcome to do whatever whatever you want to do. But let's give some of your money away and don't be so censorious. That's what I say. Fight if you want. 
At least it's a kind of fighting that usually doesn't kill anybody, although sometimes it does. But I'm okay with boxing or whatever kind of yeah. jujitsu they want to do. I just sense a little bit of a bromance going on. It's a lot of marketing. It's just and, marketing. And, 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 uh, and distraction. distraction. Distraction from what we initially said, which is that they are stealing our data whether they're selling it or deleting it. They're but, stealing it. But not paying for the crop that we created. No, of course not. Like a farmer. We're like farmers. Sharecroppers. Sharecroppers. But they didn't give us our share. They just want to give us a little entertainment. Their egos are so sensitive and they're so narcissistic. Of course, they're challenging each other to a duel. It doesn't do us any good. It's just supposed to entertain the masses. Well, I don't find it that entertaining. Well, I mean, some people do. That's yeah, great. Yeah, that's you fine. Know, that's it's fine. Good for them. Uh, uh, listen, if you want to give your money to the rich and you want to let them exploit you, go right ahead. You know, that's your that's your freedom. You have the freedom to do that. But don't be an idiot. <laughs> well, my pa always said that there's nothing, nothing that's free. So uh, as soon as I agreed to that thing, I, I knew I was in for some trouble. Well, there is nothing that's free. It's true. There's, you yeah. always have to give something of yourself. We use the term free, and there is some things that are more or less free. Free speech is freer hey. on our show than it is on a lot of people's shows. Hey, but it's not totally free. We don't let everybody talk as I, much as they and, want. And I'm paying. Right. I am paying to... Uh, with my soul and my money to be a sharecropper so that I can share, but I don't get anything back. Right. Except right. to get banned because they don't un even understand what we're talking about because we talk about it in kind of a funny, different way. And like free love. I mean, I support free love. And even Chris calls me like the queen of free love. But I don't mean that. To say that everybody can have sex with everybody else. Right. Not at all. I kind of go more by Victoria Woodhull's Whoa. definition of free love, which is we should be able to do what we want sexually yeah. with respect to others, and consensually, of course, and with a lot of caveats, but a lot less caveats than our society provides. Freedom is relative. I mean, bonobos are pretty free, but they have rules in their society. There's always rules, even in the jungle. Okay, we gotta go, we get, we're almost done. Thank out of you time. so much, Thank Rich, you, for Rich. your questions. Yeah. It enabled us to explain a very important ritual. Yes, very important, extremely important. Bonoboville communion, yeah. and also to remind everyone once again to sign the petition yes. to restore my accounts. Well, Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. And Thank I'm you. looking forward to the next topic. All well, right. There's always new topics. Next topic. Although we keep coming back to the same things. Yeah. That's why we sometimes just call the show Sex, yeah. Politics, and Bonobos. So if you... Kind of covers everything. Yeah. If you want to have your toes sucked, join Bonoboville. Well... <laughs> We don't guarantee we you could have stinky toes. Yeah, I mean, are you going to do it? Well, I'll suck yours. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. But you said 
if you want to get your toes sucked, meaning well, anybody uh, out there. Not really, because feet, you got to know. Is that free love for feet? <laughs> That's free feet. Free foot love. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, who has nice feet out there? Okay. <clears throat> Sergeant Sports Talk. Who okay. is that? Oh, that's Chardot. Ah, oh, uh-huh. okay. I was trying to figure it out. Hi, Chardot. Put yourself in the caller area if you want to chat. Let's chat for a couple of minutes. We only have a little bit of time left, so do it right away. We are talking about all kinds of topics, from how Russia almost got cooed, but not quite, and bye-bye Daniel Ellsberg, our hero. And yes, it's... A Midsummer Night's Wet Dream, with apologies to William Shakespeare. Uh, warm, sweet June honeymoon of a night. So we're also talking about summer sex. And we wish it would be a bonobo summer of love, though increasingly it looks like a summer of anti-sex, war-loving, gun-slinging, Christo-fascist, misogynistic crap. And by the way, happy Juneteenth, belated. It was the 158th anniversary of America's most profound celebration of reality-based physical freedom. And it's all relative because these slaves went on to being sharecroppers, which wasn't a whole lot more free, but a little bit better than being a slave. And it commemorates the hard-fought, long-overdue freeing of some 250,000 slaves that actually built this great nation on land stolen from the Native Americans. From illegal aliens. Whose descendants are still discriminated against in this supposed land of the free. Uh, So freedom is a slippery word. Slippery. I used to love the word. I still do, but it's been co-opted. But freedom is not free ever. No. Never. Not exactly. No matter it, what, what Not cost-free. Yeah. No. You, you think you have freedom and it's free? It ain't free at all. Let's Chardal. talk to Chardal. Chardal. Hi, Hello. Dr. Susan. Um, I really like your show. Thank I mean, you, Chardal. I love, I love your insight, and you have, you have a lot of things to say on here. I mean, like, you get a lot of great callers on here. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And so, I appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you appreciating and, that. And, you know, for two old people, we're not bad, you know, we're pretty hip. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I, and I, and you're really popular because I've, I've typed your name onto YouTube and you had a lot of uh, interviews with a lot of people. I have. I'm still very popular on YouTube despite the fact, the fact <laughs> that YouTube has censored me and terminated a lot of my shows that are all perfectly fine, but they decided that they would terminate them. Anyway, we're fighting them. We have a lawyer. Susan, I, I really, um, I really like that you're, you're, you're such a gorgeous, beautiful woman. I mean, no. every man should find that, you know. Are you, who you talking to? My wife? You. you talking to my wife? Huh? Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> to your wife. <laughs> Just Thank kidding. you, Chardal. I believe the same thing. She's wonderful. A. Hey, uh, what uh what makes you what susan what makes you such a great person to just everybody likes to be around you max well okay i said max makes me a great person that everyone wants to be around before max i was ugly unpopular and stupid 
No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> it is true that having a partner that supports you yes, and that loves you and that compliments you, just as you're doing, Chardal, very good. Complimenting is very important. People need it. And Max um, does shore me up. Sometimes criticizes me, too. Because when someone only compliments you, you start to not believe it. But if they tell you like, a little bit of criticism, just a little bit, not too much criticism, then maybe you believe the compliments. And it's very important to have a partner that supports you, whether it's in sex or in work or just in life. And you could have more than one partner. I believe in polyamory, too. I happen to have one and I'm married, but I do believe in polyamory being just as legitimate. I just think it's important to have friends and important to have people that support you. In some ways, I am shy, like a lot of people here who won't put themselves in the caller area. So I get it when you want to isolate yourself, but I believe that what gives you beauty and what gives you intelligence is other people. Mm, would you say that I'm brave to yes. put myself in the caller queue? I no. would, and I'm complimenting you right now because you did put yourself into the caller area. As a 26-year-old uh, uh, male, I'm not afraid to enter the call-in queue and have people judge me for, for the person that I am. Good, because people are always judging you, whether you put yourself in the call-in queue or not. You know, in regular over-the-air radio, there was a sort of a formula years ago that for every 10,000 listeners, one would call in. Right. Isn't that amazing? I think that... I think that you're so, you look you're such you have such a gorgeous personality that I don't think you would have a problem rocking a, a bikini at the beach and you know I don't think that you would have a problem doing that because you look so great for your age that I don't think that you would have an issue rocking it at the beach I mean people would people would tell you people would give you a lot of compliments people would come Aww. up to you tell like tell you that you know you look so great you know you're you're so brave to do to go out there and put yourself out there. Doesn't matter if you re get rejected or you don't get rejected. Thank you, Shardal. And I have worn bikinis at the beach. I mean, it's not like I've I never mean, done that. What are your that. thoughts? My thoughts that, like, are it's great to I mean, do, do you that. Feel comfortable. I mean, do you feel comfortable in your body that you would you would end up doing something like that? Like, do you feel comfortable that I have a good body and I'm I'm happy with my body and I'm happy to show it off? You have asked a lot of questions there. <laughs> so first of all, like any woman and almost any person, I have insecurities about my body. But I love the beach. I love the water. I love to wear bikinis. I like to wear lingerie, too. I probably do that more often I mean, because for I'm me, more often indoors. For me, I'm a... Are you interrupting me, Shardal? For me, I'm a big... It sounds like you are. But I'm trying to... Finish my yeah, sentence. We close up so too. I gotta say, Chardal, I am insecure, but I feel the insecurity and I do it anyway. And that's what I advise people to do. I don't think you have to wait till you're confident. Feel the fear. Yeah, feel the assurance and soon yeah. you'll be as assured as an assurance salesman. Anyway, we will talk to you again, Chardal, but we're almost done with the show and we, we want to say hi to Plumpy here. Plumpy. Hi Plumpy. Come in. Uh-oh, Plumpy, we gave Chardal up for you, so I hope you have something to Plumpy, say. this is your time. Plumpy, are you there? Are you there, Plumpy? 
maybe next time, because we are running out of time. So yeah. should we let Shardal say his last word? He's still Shardal, you can say your last word. And by words. the way, Plumpy Chunk says, I'm working on some technical difficulties. Okay, thank so. you, uh, Plumpy. So, Susan, so don't... Don't don't feel uh, if you're insecure about your body. Don't don't be insecure. Thank you for the therapy. Except just you saying don't feel insecure is not going to make me feel secure. What you should say, Shardal, excuse me, but you feel insecure. That's understandable. That's human, especially in our society that is so looks conscious. Of course, you feel insecure and it's okay. But you should still live your life. You should still enjoy your life. You should still put your body out there and your mind and be yourself. Until you face the fear, you're not going to change. Nothing's going to happen. Right. You have to face your fears. You have to face your fears. And not say, I don't feel insecure because you do. You do, So you might as well admit it and say, hey, I feel insecure, but that's not going to stop me from enjoying life in love and sex. I'm going to be respectful, I'm going to be consensual, I'm going to be careful, but I'm not going to hold myself back because of my insecurity, because you know what? Everybody feels insecure Insecure. sometimes. As Adriana here says, sometimes I feel insecure. We all do. But some people will love you regardless of your flaws. You know, fake it till you make it, right? Fake it till you make it. It's all about that. You got to just work with yourself because you got to understand that our capitalist society encourages insecurity because they want you to buy stuff. They want you to get creams. They want you to get deodorant. They want you to buy their food food. and their drugs. And so they want you to feel insecure. So it's good to admit to it and try to get to the bottom of it and kind of grapple with it Okay. and defeat it. Susan, I I think you're really hot and sexy woman. Uh, Thank you, Shardal. and you can rot you you uh, and and you and you can wear. Uh, okay. Check out DrSusanBlock.tv. Yeah. Uh, we and gotta go. Check me out rocking bikinis yeah. and less. Uh, check me out rocking my birthday suit. Shut yeah, there's, that's okay. there too. I really like coming on your show. We appreciate bye. you. You take bye, care and dream a little midsummer yeah. night's wet dream on me, baby. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. All well, right, so fun. Plumpy Chunks is asking me if I partied. With, With Alicia Class, and I did. I actually did, yes. In, when was it? Like, a long time ago. But she was with that guy who's more famous than her. I forget um, what his name was. But anyway, he brought her to the show, and she was very cool. She was very sexy. I did Bonoboville Communion with her. It was like 2000 six or something like that I'm going to say she was on my show in fact somewhere in our archives <laughs> is that scene yeah so what else do I have to say uh, we are fighting the city of Arcadia of course uh, uh, who doesn't like that we have uh, beds from our old set and from our old stage and they want oh, right we might have to go to court this yeah, Friday next, next Friday we might have to go to court uh, and uh I have to go to court and uh, talk about mattresses and mattress madness because mattress madness. They, 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 when they saw the mattresses, they immediately thought about dirty things and sex or something. It's right. Very, it's very. Our dirty. mattresses are very clean. Our mattresses are clean. 
If you watched the birthday show, you would see us all on one of the big mattresses. One of those big mattresses. Yeah. And then they said, "We use it as a stage." Yeah, and but then they go, "Well, yes, but some people take naps on them." Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes, but how? Some people even have sex on them. Oh yeah, that happens too. They didn't say that. No, they didn't say that, but they're worried about that. Yes. Well, they're worried about it being some sort of professional thing, which it is not. People just have sex on our mattresses sometimes. So, they work on our mattresses most of the time. And they sometimes they have sex. Sometimes they just they have sex. Yeah. relax yeah. or they do a show yeah. or they have sex. You know, all kinds of things. So they don't like that we have these mattresses, which are, they say you got to get rid of the mattresses. But the fact is you can't sell used mattresses <laughs> in California. And... Uh, and anyway, so I don't want to put them out on the curb because uh, I probably get a violation for that. Because uh, you know, um, but anyway, come visit us. Come visit drsusanblock.com. Uh, you can come see us at the institute and talk to us about very private matters, uh, things that you might not want to tell your priest because he might assault you. Uh, <laughs> so plumpy chunks says awesome thanks i'd love to hear that story in detail sometime well i'm not going to give you too many details but i did remember the name of the guy that brought alicia class and that was a dude named seymour butts Ah, remember him he was a real nice guy kind of a comedian into sex kind of like a howard stern but nicer yeah no what happened to him i don't know i think he got into his family values type of thing he actually had his family working on his show and it was very sexual but still they were into it sort of like the vivid family with their porn but then he decided he wasn't that into it anymore well, so Chardal says, what are bonobos? Oh. Now, I have given so many explanations of bonobos, Chardal. You just got to check out my book, The Bonobo Way. Right. And maybe we can put a link up to bonoboway.com yeah. where you can get the book, which explains all about bonobos. But just very briefly, I will say they are the make love, not war chimpanzees. And they swing through the trees as well as with each other. Yes, they are kind of polyamorous swingers. And, and they've never seen... Uh, never seen killing, killing each, each other, other in the wild or captivity, which is why I say they are the make love, not war chimpanzees. Actually, I'm not the only one that says that. A lot of people do. But I also say they are the make kink, not war chimpanzees, because their sex isn't all about intercourse they have oral sex they have massage they have foot fetish they do a lot of toe sucking actually yeah, oh yeah, bonobos yeah, they do they love their toes and I, they yeah. have orgies yeah. you wouldn't want to suck bonobos no, toes no. they're a little hairy a little hairy yeah a little dirty kind of dungy yeah 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 well anyway we they are. do enjoy following the bonobo way that doesn't mean we do everything the bonobos do we don't have sex with as many people, at least most of us don't. And we don't sleep in a tree. Bonobos are an inspiration for me. They are not a blueprint for how to live your life. But I do believe in their use of sexual pleasure and love to diffuse violent tension. And I also like the fact that they are female empowered. They were me too long before me too. 
but unlike the Me Too movement among humans, bonobos seem to know how to make the males feel good about the whole thing. They prioritize male well-being. They nurture the males. Yeah, yeah. If a male is out of line, they might slap him and push him away. They don't kill him. And later on, they might give him a little blowjob or something. Right, just, right. Yeah, yeah. Make him feel good that make he's feel good. been kicked. Right. Well, when they meet a, a, a rival tribe and they have a fight of yelling and, and screaming, and then afterwards, the two enemies, supposedly, have an orgy. There you go. They get together right. and they share uh, their sexuality, their sex, their things with the other. Uh, and bonobos, speaking of pride, are very kind of bisexual, pansexual. You know, imagine that, that, that this is happening on the Russian border and there are the Ukrainians there and the Russians here and then they're shooting each other and then all of a sudden they're having sex. I can imagine and it. And peace be upon us. Hey, listen, there is such a thing that happened in World War One, when the Germans and the French played a little soccer game in the middle of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They had a truce. And it wasn't sex, but it was a form of pleasure that they engaged pleasure, yes. in, just knocking a ball around. And that's <laughs> what we're talking about. We're talking about that we are humans and we need to get together and play and share and yes, elevate sex. Not always have it, but elevate, elevate it. it. Elevate it. Honor it and not denigrate it. And so Shardal is having a hard on, <laughs> so he says, with all your talks about sex and love. Okay. All right. Well, we approve of hard-ons. Right. That's quite all right. Yeah. We're not trying to give you a hard-on. Right. But By if you get one, that we is... We can't stop you. Great. Yeah. Right? We can't... It's collateral pleasure. <laughs> collateral. Better than collateral damage. Yeah. So. For sure. For sure. Right. Okay. We have one minute. We have one minute. Dr. So, Susie? yes, if you want to speak privately, a lot of you are shy. And we get it. So we have a way for you to speak privately. You have to pay for it. Yeah. Because like we say, nothing is free. When you talk on this show, we don't charge you money, but you are giving something. You are giving yourself to our audience. And we're all benefiting from you being on the show, which is why we don't charge you. Now, when you talk to us privately, it's not the same. So we do charge you money, and that helps to support or everything we the do. The broadcast. It yeah, the broadcast. The, the and publishing. Bonoboville yeah. and uh, the salt. And you we, know, and we have to salt. pay for the salt. Oh, and the salt. But uh, we have really no commercial advertisers. Except they, ourselves. Except ourselves. So we, we are it. Go Bonobos and get the Bonobo way. And if you want to liberate your inner Bonobo, if you want to talk about something that you can't talk about anywhere else, we are a unique service, you could say. We're called Phone Sex Therapy. It's better than regular therapy, and it's better than regular phone sex. This is phone sex therapy. You can talk about whatever you want. It can be serious. It can be fun. It can be as real as anything in your life, and it can be complete fantasy role play. But bring pleasure back into your life. So give us a call. all we live is pain. Everything's about pain. 
Right. You, you smell bad. Your teeth look bad. Of course, you, sometimes pain you, causes pleasure if you're into BDSM. Well, okay. If, yeah, then, yeah, fine. Right. Uh, no no so, problem at all. Yeah, yeah, so if you have a fetish for pain, we'll help you out with that. <laughs> so we'll help you out with whatever fetishes you have. And we also talk politics privately as well. Some people like to do that, actually. And I don't wear, we don't wear white coats. It's dangerous these days to talk <laughs> politics publicly. Uh, right. Yeah. Actually, I do wear a white coat sometimes. I did wear one at one of the panel discussions yes, at Deep yes. Throat that I moderated yeah, yeah. in the immoderate manner that Immo- I moderate immoderate. things. Yeah. So we'll have more on Deep Throat later. <laughs> but right now, give us a call if you want to talk privately. The number is 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497. Nine four nine seven. You can find out more about it at drsusanblockinstitute.com. And Google us. And Google us at just Dr. Susan Block. As Chardal says, even though I'm censored on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, you can still find me everywhere because I'm on other people's shows. So yeah. you'll find me and then find my phone number, 213-291-9497. And make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make kink, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you. I love you. I love you. to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else, you can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience, or a combination. My world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.